Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week, we're talking about 90s kids doing love wrong EP from 2020. Yep. So let's get into it. Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week we're talking about 90s kids doing love wrong EP, Kev, from 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, 90s kids is uh, a local band from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we're always happy to discuss local bands. I know we did the um, Ohio is for Lovers playlist, and it kind of sparked an interest in me when we uh, started talking about that we wanted to do EPs. I thought it would be a fun one to talk about theirs. Um, I want to hear your opening thoughts before I get into mine. Um, yeah, just that 90s kids are like, they they seem like a constant through line for us on both this podcast and Queen City Pod. Or is it still Queen? Yeah, it's Queen yeah. City. I wanted to call it because you're wearing your no-nonsense pod uh, hoodie. So, but yeah, Queen City, that shows how long it's been since we've done a Queen City. Uh, but yeah, no, we, it feels like we always talk about them. Again, I got to mention, you know, go back to the Queen City podcast uh, feed and listen to Dylan's interview with the 90s kids. Um, it's really, really uh it's a good interview. You can tell like they really enjoyed doing it. Uh, it was just, uh, and your questions were really well done as well. So you, you go and listen to that for more context on '90s Kids. It was like my first introduction to '90s Kids, and I actually really went to listen to them a little bit after that, and I really, really ended up liking them. So uh, it's clear to see why we like them so much because they're just a lot of fun. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they don't they don't do anything too crazy or too deep. Um, they talk about familiar stuff. Um, they're really poppy on this EP, which is not something I was super used to from them. But I'll talk about later why I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and I, I think, but they, thanks for shouting out the interview. I'm yeah. gonna put it in the in the notes. Uh, they actually talk about the EP um, when we're talking. They talk about this project that they've been working on that they can't discuss. Yeah. And a lot of the songs, like I think two of the the six songs had already been released well, for the freak EP. Freak me out, right? Uh, freak me out and love like that. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Freak me out for sure. Yeah. I think I put it as the intro for the interview. Yeah. But um, these songs have such good pop pop appeal. And uh, they they always describe themselves as pop music for people that don't like pop. Mm-hmm. So it's just got like a little bit deeper. And I think they do a really good job of like where they're at now because they've released a couple songs since then. They do a really good job of like showing you hints of that. A lot of the 90s feel starts seeping through. Especially in songs like uh, Bummer and Still Got Feelings. They have this, like, I don't even know exactly what it is, but they have that sensibility that 90s music did. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, dipping into Prague. So, yeah, I was just... It's one of those ones I've been burning through for the last year, and it just didn't feel right not letting the year end without talking about sure. it. Sure. And uh, talk, we're doing EPs right now because... Um, we're kind of trying to stockpile some episodes uh, while we move our, our studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was the perfect opportunity. Um, so since last week you went first, I'm going to go first. <laughs> okay. I think it's only fair. I think it's a good rule. If it's your week, you go first, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, F asterisk CK up. Just say it's uh, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Bleep up. 
If Actually, we were, it's funny because I was going to write the title right and I ended up just putting the U in there anyway. <laughs> got the asterisk, but it's just F asterisk U-C-K. Also known on uh, iPhones as Duck Up. Yeah. Uh, um, but this is the bad boy anthem, people. Get your leather jackets and let's smoke some cowboy killers. <laughs> That's what, I love this song for that reason. It's like this guy from his – all these songs are like from their perspective and mm-hmm. I think – that's a really cool like they show their flaws and especially in this song where it's like your dad's not gonna like me um and i think all these songs are kind of play they kind of play on like different perspectives of relationships and i think in this song specifically the songs or the drums are in your face and i think it's a conscious choice from 90s kids because they don't have their drums prominent in a lot of their songs and they just like kick you in the face in this song yeah uh, in this era of like exp- experimentation, this and this EP, uh, the drums were definitely forward, and it's a good kick-ass first song for an EP. Yeah, yeah. My first note is "woo" before "la la la's." This is definitely a Dylan. Dilly- yeah, week. that's kind of how the song starts. Is "woo" and then "la la la" for like five minutes. It feels <laughs> mm-hmm. like so. Uh, you know, I just love. I love the simple. Like, there's almost a joyousness to this track, um, like a playfulness. Is, is probably more accurate. Uh, and, and I've said it before, like 90s kids makes me feel nostalgic without like all the goofiness of being nostalgic. They, they find a way to make it, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not cheesy. So <laughs> I can't believe I had to think so hard for, for not cheesy. How do you say uh, not how cheesy? Do, how do I articulate this? How do I crystallize this? <laughs> In a good way, not cheesy, uh, and, but no, I think that's the probably the best way to put it is because when you think about when you go back and you listen to stuff from your childhood, it's like ah, oh, this. I mean, you go back and you listen to the "Hit Me, Baby" one more time, like wow, this isn't as good as I remember it being. <laughs> uh, it doesn't give you that. It just it still feels modern, but it, it has touches of like w- those pop songs that we all loved growing up. Uh, they almost kind of like they're like a better LFO. Kinda, um, even I know like that's a bad comparison because like they're like a bad boy band, but like that's kind of the vein that their music reminds me of the most. I love LFO though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, my experience with LFO because like all I have is the time that they were out because I haven't listened to LFO since what two thousand and one or what? You're missing out. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I think they 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 kind of remind me of that style, or like a Sugar Ray, or something yeah. like a really a much better Sugar Ray. Uh, but yeah, no, this is a good Windows jam, down jam too. I can just imagine this being like driving up to a party playing this song or something like that. So, yeah, really good uh, opener for sure. Yeah, and each song I'm going to talk about it. This song is about sucking at relationships yeah. and uh, there's kind of a through line of like just how you can be bad at relationships. Yeah. And I mean, it's <laughs> called doing love wrong. So it's like yeah. pretty obvious, but uh, I really like how they like have a, a dig. Each song is like how you can really fuck up a relationship. Yeah. Not necessarily like someone else being the one that's wronging you. How to lose a girl in what? Six songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so, uh, let's talk about song number two. Yeah, Freak Me Out, uh, which is the my favorite song on the album, uh, for sure. Um, I just didn't, ex- I'd forgotten about the song. I'd heard it before, but I'd forgotten about it. So it was a pleasant surprise when I heard it again. And because that chorus is just so fucking sexy, dude. It's just, 
the whole song has a kind of like coolness to it that I'm not that I wasn't quite used to because I've listened to some of their other stuff like before this EP and it was it was it was what I was just talking about right that kind of like Sugar Ray lit feel to it Mm. but like elevated past that to where it still feels relevant and this is something different like it's more this feels more like mature almost uh And I know it, it, it's funny because as I was listening to it, I wrote down. Um, it reminds me of Cody Garrett's stamps for some reason. There's something about the earnestness of it that reminds me of that. And there's something about the way it's sung too. It's almost got kind of a country twang to it sometimes. And I think that reminded me because it's kind of the same similar thing where it's like Cody when he's talking about that song, I'm gonna keep tipping this band to play the same old song. And it's like you know. And this is, you know, since he's in a situation with a girl that moves too fast and he doesn't want to be there, but he, he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> it's like, maybe we should slow down, but no, yeah, you're freaking me out, but I like it. So I don't know. There's just, it's, this song is really cool in a lot of ways, both lyrically, both, you know, when it reminded me, it was cool to be reminded of, uh, you know, Cody. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just it was unexpectedly sexy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't been here? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're dating someone that like is going a little too fast. They drop the L bomb, and you're like, oh, what, do oh. I do? "What do I do?" That's not a song that gets talked about a whole lot, and I guess it's just like a little different. Yeah, and that's that's all indie pop really has to do is do something a little different. Where you're like, "This song is very specific." Mm-hmm. Um, in that post-chorus after the second, yeah, dude. after the second chorus. You're just a red flag hiding in a, re- a black dress, baby. <laughs> yeah. My friends try to tell me that you're certified crazy. What a shame, baby. Shame. Yeah. God, that's so catchy. And it like, makes you want to like snap along or something, <laughs> like bob your head. And it, I think it's one of the popular songs on the album on yeah. purpose. Yeah. It's like when you're like trying to tell your friends. It's like, fuck, it's Danny Zuko standing out in the stands <laughs> of the football stadium. He's like, hey, let me tell you how crazy this girl is, yeah. okay? And everybody's like singing along with you. You got to make it snappy. That way everyone's like, it's got everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Like, no, listen, I'm not the crazy one here. She's the one that said she loved me. Yeah. You know? And I just thought that was a really, I don't know if that's on purpose, but it was very clever. It's great. It's, 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 like I said, it's my favorite song on the album. So. For sure. Uh, let's talk about Love Like That, track number three. Um, this song is when you're in a relationship and that first thought goes into your head like, is this really what I want? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't fully realize that. And it gets into it into the next song. But, um, you know, the the trust is lost. You know, you're going back and forth. You're breaking up, getting back together. But it's never really crossed your mind that you should, like, be done. Yeah. You know? And this, this song is kind of like talking about being in that, like, vicious cycle of, getting back together, breaking up, kind of being toxic for each other. And I think it's another really cool song that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. Yeah. A lot of times you're the victim and the other person's wrong and not really admitting your own mistakes. And I think this EP does a really good job of like talking about relationships without being the victim every time. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's, it's weird to say that it's progressive, but it kind of is right. It's like everybody, you Everybody wants to play the victim because in their in their songwriting because that's you know everybody feels like they've been a victim of you know jaded love or jilted love at some point in their life, so it's 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 interesting to hear you know the speaker in the song taking some of the blame as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I get so sad when we're together. Maybe the sad I'd be without you would be better. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good job. There's some there's some shit that got me here, and you know, specifically in the next song. There's a line that I you know. 
I think if anybody, regardless of the situation, would get him. But anyway. Um, yeah, good continue. job, Corey Mouch, for, for just writing those lyrics that really just little stabs. Yeah. It's not it's not a slit to the throat. It's little stabs to the gut, yep. you know. It's just acupuncture that's gone. It's somebody that's never done acupuncture before. Just like, ah. Oh, that one stings. <laughs> uh, so you want to get into Bummer? Uh yeah yeah let's go. Oh, I guess you didn't. No, I didn't really have much to say about it. It's it's kind of like they like said the sexy vibe continues. It's still kind of that slower, um, not like upbeat rock tempo that I'm kind of used to from '90s kids. Um, and I usually like I usually hate songs like this, but for some reason it's it's it it grabs me. It's simple. It's in a good way, and it feels more contemporary like like than a lot of the stuff that '90s that I'm used to like pre this EP. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I think that's on purpose, and I think it's a good thing. And I'll get to that in my closing notes as to why. But um, yeah, nothing, nothing really that to say to add on to what you had there. So, uh, getting into bummer, bummer, parentheses uh, don't feel right, don't feel right. Uh, and you know, obviously, we've all been there. Right? We've been in it. We know we're at the end of a relationship, but we don't want to end it. And it's just like eventually, you have to be an adult and be like, look. I'm not feeling it and I know you're not too. So let's just, let's cut our losses and let's, let's do what's best for both of us. And I think that's, again, it's, it's not a typical breakup song. Breakup songs are usually like, fuck her. She broke her fuck him. He broke my heart. You fucking were sleeping around, blah, blah, blah. You're a piece of shit. That's what a lot of breakup songs are. I mean, <laughs> that's not the actual lyrical content. I would love to listen to like a breakup song. A metal song. With those exact lyrics. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. You broke my heart. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the the line I was just talking about, tried to write you a love song, couldn't think of any lines. That fucking hurts, dude. Because he's like, he was trying to like find some spark. And I could just see him sitting, because I've had writer's block before. And like anybody who's written and can't find inspiration, especially when it's about love, and you should have a built-in muse like that. Wow, dude. That fucking, that stung me. And like, even if you've never been in love before, it, it, everybody knows what it's like to not feel inspiration when you're digging for it. And boy, does it fucking suck, especially when you're talking about a relationship. Holy fuck, dude. Like that line when I heard it, I was like, God damn, dude. And normally like pop songs don't get me like that because it's like anybody could write these lyrics, but that's, there's something in there. I think it's because I have been a writer before and I and I know what that feels like to just not find inspiration and how frustrating it must be, especially about a lover. And it's so poignant, placed where it is. Yeah. It's like, it's like right, but it's still hushed. And then like the chorus booms in after that. It's just, it's such a good placement for a lyric like that. That's like, oh. yeah, that's a deep sigh afterwards yeah. after you hear it. That's a, that's a dagger and a twist right to the gut, dude. Or Ed, really Ed right to the Brute heart. right there, yeah. right to the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The poignant lyrics from the last song really bled into this song. Mm-hmm. I felt like these songs were placed perfectly and um, you, you've really thought it through and it's time to break up. And I think the song is the most 90s of the 90s kids songs. Yeah. Um, I love the new Radicals feel. And it um, it feels like it could be a 90s song to this day. Yeah. Um, and so, like I've touched on, so often breakup songs are trying to displace blame. But admitting things just aren't working out. And it's not anyone's fault. But, like, it just it is what it is. Yeah. And chalking, chalking it up is really hard to do. And to put it so elegantly... Is, is really nice. 
Yeah, and I think you and I have talked about this before in just life in general. Like, people drift apart naturally as you grow up. Like, you're not going to be the same person at 22 as you are when you're 28. You know what I mean? And it's when you're with somebody and it's just that that realization is a hard one to do. But it takes, like, a really mature person to kind of admit that and bring that up to the person that you're drifting apart from. Because they probably feel it too, but, they're you know, a lot of people are afraid to, like, confront that because it is a difficult thing to just kind of let somebody go that you've shared a large part of your life with, whether it be friends, lovers, family members even. Mm-hmm. Like, people change over time and i think you really don't become like who you are for the rest of your life really ever i think if you're not changing you're standing still you know yeah. and and my computer just died <laughs> so i gotta pull <laughs> pull the notes up on in the middle of my poignant point there um but no it's i think that it's it's a really like mature like, again there's there's it, this is a pop song right there's there's not much here to talk about sonically that hasn't been done before but i think it's the way they handle the songwriting and in, in the, the the content of the songs that really elevates it above. So, yeah, throwing in a little line that like can use be used for Reddit everywhere. Yeah. It's not you, it's me and you together that don't mix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good job. Yeah, it's just taking a little cliche line and making it a little more original. Uh, so yeah, that was bummer. Princes don't feel right. Uh, next song, we're gonna get into still got feelings. Yep. After that daggum breakup, you still got them pesky, lingering feelings. <laughs> this one's a little more fun, though. Yes. Um, and I think it's such a good modern breakup song. Even though the sound is sonically 90s, it's such a modern breakup song. Like, you're still following the girl you broke up with. And you're liking her pictures. You're doing anything to, like, get her to th- have you on the mind. You know, putting out a song and referencing her to let you know you're thinking about her. Posting a story and seeing if she looked at it. Like, all those things are very modern. Yeah. And just, like, being on the internet. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people can't, like, disconnect after a breakup. So, like, you're on the internet. You want to know, well, what are they doing? Are they thinking about me? Are you still, like, I liked your picture. Did you notice? Like, it's just a very, are you, am I still on your mind kind of thing. And it's not even necessarily, like, a I want to get back together. It's more of, like, a do you still think about me because I think about you. Yeah, in a in a very millennial sense, it's like I wrote. It's like uh, putting up that old aim away message and seeing who reads it. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's basically the modern version of that. Yeah, or like subtweeting, like when subtweeting was a huge thing. Like mm-hmm. you put something out in the universe and hope the right person sees it. When Twitter was a much smaller universe than it is now, so it's just it smacks of like modern ish love. Because mm-hmm. I mean, people still like do that. They like thirst trap on Instagram or something like that, just to hope somebody they get a like from the person they want to get a like from, or they'll check their Instagram stories to see if that person's watched it. Um, I mean, I do that with we post stuff on off the beat and clap like, yeah. oh, okay, who's looked at it? You know, <laughs> we'll text each other back and be like, it's oh, so and so, so and so liked our post, and, and so. Um, but yeah, and in, in the context of a breakup, still having feelings for some, I think everybody's been there too. This is all things everybody's been through but it aren't necessarily wrote written written wrote written written about uh, wrote about these things that people ain't wrote about a whole lot um, i'd say it's original as hell yeah it is original fucking track right here but <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to dig deep from that we're from south <laughs> yeah no, yeah we don't have to dig deep that's why it comes naturally you can just hop right in and out of it um but yeah, no, it's it's the bridge is what I come back here for, uh, or like not the bridge. It's like that last little drop towards the end of the song. It's kind of the outro, 
but they they drop the music out and then they bring that the guitars back in. Oh, so fucking good, man. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, the background song or the background sounds are so clever, and that's what makes this song. Yeah, this was in runnings for like my favorite song on the album, but I can't, I can't slight uh, freak me out, freak me out, yeah, like that. But it, this is a this is a great song because, like I said, this is everybody's been there. You know, you familiar arms are the easiest to fall into be, mm-hmm. because they are familiar. So you know that you know what they feel like, and so I, I I think everybody knows that feeling and can commiserate with everybody's sent that drunk text right to people they probably shouldn't have and then regret the day after so there's there's i don't know there's, i literally wrote that like this is like fully prepared to send the you up text after this song <laughs> yeah. you write this song and then you play it a few times you're like i'm gonna send it yeah fuck it shoot my shot you never know <laughs> it's it's worth mentioning like most of the lyrical content ends like halfway through the song yeah and it's like an instrumental for the rest mm-hmm. of the song and that's really cool because that's not something they normally do I really like the guitar solo. I really like the instrumental. Yeah, that's my favorite part. And I think it makes for a really fun back half of the song. And it gets you ready for the last song on the EP titled Prague. Mm-hmm. You ready to do it? Yeah. I will. Yes and no. Because I kind of forgot about this track. I'm not going to lie. That's okay. Um, it's not bad. I think it's just a victim, a weird victim of the length the amount of songs on this EP, because if this was a normal album, this is kind of where I'd be losing interest is kind of like the middle of the album. Also it's coming off of like three really like really the rest of this EP is incredible. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of feels forgettable to me compared to the other ones, especially coming off still got feelings. Uh, It almost feels like an Ed Sheeran cover, like an older Ed Sheeran song, uh, which again is not bad. Um, It's not great. It's fine. I probably would have cut this off the EP. And made it like a solid five songs. Dang. <laughs> Again, I don't hate. I don't hate it. I yeah. just. I just. It's a forgettable to me. This is my favorite song. Oh no! <laughs> no. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I love when we disagree. Well, I, um, we only disagree on your your stuff. Though. No, I think my least favorite song was your favorite song on the okay. last. I just I'm still I'm still traumatized from Jack's mannequin. No, who cares? <laughs> who cares? I care. I said this song sucks. You're like, oh, cool. I've got this lyric tattooed on my arm. I know. No, you set me up for it. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I still I feel bad about it. It doesn't even ping on my radar anymore. Oh, okay, good. Uh, you want to hear a story that makes me feel really bad? Yeah. Um, when I was uh, playing t-ball, my my game got ringed out, mm-hmm. and. Uh, after every t-ball game, you can go get like a free snow cone. Mm-hmm. I went up to the snow, the concession stand. I was like, "Can I give him a free snow cone?" And the guy's like, "10-year-old's like, did you play your game?" I was like, "No, I got rained out." He's like, "Then you can't get a snow cone." So I'm like all upset. I go back to my the minivan, and my dad's like, "What's wrong? Why are you upset?" I'm like, "He wouldn't give me a snow cone." <laughs> and my dad's like, "What?" So he went up there, yelled at this 10-year-old kid, and he comes back with a snow cone. And he hands it to me. He's like, "Here you go." And I'm like, I felt so bad for that kid. Yeah. I was like, I just got him yelled at. I was just bummed I didn't get a snow cone, but my dad's a man of action. That's not how I thought that story was going to go. I thought you were going to say, yeah, I played my game. <laughs> you but, fucking st- stole a snow cone from an unwitting snow cone no, I had distributor. No, I had to go to church and pray for that guy because I felt so bad. <laughs> I know how, how it felt to have my dad be disappointed in me. <laughs> so so uh, that guy stole my mind. And, you know, that was close to 20 years ago yeah yeah it's probably over 20 years ago bless up to that guy yeah i hope you're doing okay buddy um so prog 
Uh, since you don't have a whole lot, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm go so on a big tangent. That's okay. <laughs> that actually leaves a lot of room open for yeah, me please. to overanalyze the it. The floor is yours, sir. Uh, this is my favorite song on the album. Like I mentioned, uh, it's stripped down and it just is wishing that circumstances were a little different. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's had that part of a relationship was like, maybe I was the problem. Maybe if I was a little different. Maybe if circumstances were different. What if we just shut our phones off and we go to Prague? We ran out this like beat up apartment. Like what if we just like did it we did it completely different and i think that's part of uh grief and i think that's why this song is so cool to me is like it's part of the like bargaining mm-hmm. and the depression part of like dealing with a breakup so you're really close to acceptance but you're at that bargaining and like depression part where yeah. you're like if i could just do things a little bit differently i could i could make things better things would be better if we were in a different country and like our phones were off and no outside influences and it, I don't think it would be, but it still is like a cool thought because everyone's been there. Yeah, it's almost like trying to justify how you were feeling and still got feelings. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, what if I did this? You know, we, I could maybe make this fucking boner work. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we've had, our, we've had our ups and downs, right? What's to say things wouldn't be different if we turned our phones mm-hmm. off? And I think that's always a cool thought is like, that's not a lot of people's resort to like fixing things like... A lot of times they resort to turning on their phones and like being on their phones more, but forgetting it all and starting over is just always, that's, that song has always just been a cool way to end the EP. And I think that's why I always circle back to it. Mm. It's because all these songs feel familiar. And this one is like the most familiar maybe for me is because that's, I always get there in a breakup where I'm like, you know what? Maybe it was me. Maybe if I would have like turned it all around, maybe if I bought us tickets to go to Prague, we could have just shaped it up, yeah. you know, and it's not always that way, but I think it's a good way to end the album because it is, like I said, so close to acceptance that you don't necessarily get that like reprieve of acceptance, mm-hmm. but you get the depression and you get the uh, bargaining. And yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. You want to get into closing thoughts? Yeah, let's do it. You go first. Oh, okay. I did a lot of talking though. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I love this EP, and I think it's been a really fun experiment to see why I love it so much. Mm. Same way with Group Love. It's one of those ones I've played nonstop, and to to be able to think about it a little more critically and think about these songs a little deeper than I have has been really fun for me because, you know, there are some, some little bit deeper cuts. There are some lyrics that, like, cut a little bit deeper the more you think about them, and I think Prague is a good example of that. It's just, you know, this... It's on the surface, it's just a bunch of relationships gone wrong, but at the same time, it could be something you need when you're really when you're really going through it. So to just make you feel not alone, they did a really good job. Uh, let's hear your closing thoughts. Yeah, no, um, this is something different. like I've ta- I've been touched on it a couple of times. like this is different from what I what I my exposure to 90s kids had been up to this point. Um, and I think it's I think it's that way on purpose. Because I've talked about it before where like I love this because it makes me nostalgic. But I don't know if people our age, the people that it's targeted to, if it's going to break through to them. So I think this is a concerted effort to make something that feels a little bit younger and more pop centric than they have been before. To try and break through with maybe a different demographic. Maybe go a little bit younger than us and uh, try to break into that group. Because a lot of this stuff does feel like mo- like modern radio stuff. And mm-hmm. I think they're... The, there's definitely some merit to that. It's just not what I was expecting to, from 90s kids. Yeah. At least not personally. 
Uh, now, again, I'm not as well-versed in them as you are. Uh, I mean, I listened to them a little bit last summer. And then, you know, a little bit here and there. And then this EP. So my my I may be way off base with that. But I feel like this is a more concerted effort to maybe break through in a new way. While still kind of staying true to themselves. And that kind of pop but different. Yeah. Kind of vein. And I, I really enjoyed it for that, for sure. And... Um, Oh, I really hope this will get people listening to 90s kids because I do they're, they're kind of like a, I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for them because they're doing stuff that's really cool and like I, but like I said before I'm not sure if it's going to reach the people they, that it needs to necessarily and that makes me sad because I want them to be big they deserve to be big they're because they're they're great musicians they're great at produ- like they produce all their own stuff at least they they were at the point where you're doing your interview and there's there's something cool about that. I don't know if they're still all living in the same house. I hope so because that's a cool story too. Like there's just there's a lot to love about this band, and I really want them to get their big break. And I hope hope something from this this EP kind of catches a wave, and kind of breaks them somewhere. Yeah, they they deserve the world, and uh, especially since they're from Ohio. I saw them at a local show, and that's how I started listening to them. Yeah. They put on such a great show so if you have the opportunity to see them i know they're they just started playing live shows again uh, as of last week so yeah go check them out if you get the opportunity um i'll i'll look at their instagram see if they have anything on Ticketmaster, and i'll i'll put the link if i can in in our bio so hell yeah um yeah let's get into the songs of the show shall we we shall uh, i'll let you go first okay so my first one is going to be neobliviscaris uh it's any obliviscaris i'm not going to spell that um the name of the song is End Plague Flowers the Kaleidoscope. <laughs> so this is very much a band that's up their own ass, but they're fucking awesome musically. Um, it's a metal band that have a clean vocalist and a screamer. They've got a violinist and a lead guitarist, and they're just all over the fucking place musically. Uh, but they're really fucking good. There's so many great moments in this almost 12 minute track. <laughs> so, you know, set aside, you know, maybe call off work before you listen to yeah. this song, but it's really fucking good. If you're into like prog metal at all, like this is a, like they're a great band to listen to. They're just very, very weighty and very much suck their own dicks. But that leads to some really awesome music. <laughs> so if you can get past the pretentiousness of it all, it's, it's, it's really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, my song on the show is Friday Nights in October by 90s Kids. Um, when we're re- something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, we're recording this a little early, uh, so this will be out after uh, we, talk, we talk about this EP. But um, I have no doubt Friday Nights in October is going to sound exactly what we feel like listening to right now in, mm-hmm. in the fall. So uh, I'm excited to listen to it. Hell yeah. Uh, so that's our episode. Uh, yeah. Like I mentioned, we were recording things a little early uh, due to our move. So we're going to hold off on saying what we're going to do next week. Well, ma- mainly because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have some ideas, but I just haven't thought about it. You know, We've both been fairly busy this week, and we had to listen to two EPs and take notes on them. So I just haven't really thought about it. But I've got some time to think about it, and so I'll, it'll be something really fucking cool, I'm sure. Yeah, and we'll post it on Instagram. Yeah, for so. sure. Just if you follow us there, that's the best place to get like – the quickest updates on what we're doing is on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, uh, thanks to everyone that's listened to us over the last couple of years. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're we're moving studios, so it's kind of nostalgic. Uh, to This is our last uh, podcast the last in one. this room. so I'm going to kiss every wall. Yeah. 
So, so some dirty I'm, walls. I'm going to kiss this fucking home run thing I look at every <laughs> night and this fucking deer head that I stare at all the time. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of weird things that are going to be moving with us and some things will not. Uh, so uh, when you hear us, you probably won't even notice a difference, but we're going to feel completely different. <laughs> we're going to be in a different county. We're going to feel way more professional for no reason whatsoever, other than we're just happy to have a new studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Bye.